1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. Today's Attacking Third podcast is presented by Sonos Beam, the premium smart soundbar for TVs, movies, music, sports, gaming, and more. Stay tuned for additional details about the Sonos Beam in today's show On today's episode, we are going to be previewing the NWSL Championship against Washington Spirit versus Chicago Red Stars. A quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. Also, you can head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe to never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights. Visit YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Lisa, we have arrived. It is here. The NWSL Championship. We are going to preview it. How are you doing? We did it, Sandra. We did it. We're here.
0: Who would have thought Chicago in Washington, number three, number four in the NWSL championship. Um, It's been a fun season to cover, and we're not done yet. We still have the biggest game of the year. I am thrilled to be here, thrilled to be
1: talking about it with you, of course. How are you? How is Louisville I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm coming at you live <laughs> from my hotel room in, in, in Louisville with questionable Wi-Fi, but we're getting through this today for, you know, with each other, for each other and, and with our listeners as well. But I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm here in Louisville, so I can't be any more excited than I probably already am. Uh, excited to cover things on the ground here for us and, and get a real bird's eye view of you know what's going on during this uh, exciting event. You know, it's gonna, The championship is going to take place on November 20th. It's going to be at Lynn Family Stadium here in Louisville, Kentucky. Kickoff is at 12 noon Eastern. There's pregame coverage that is going to begin at 1130 a.m. on Paramount Plus with former United States women's national team midfielder Lori Lindsay and Orlando Pride stars Ali Krieger and Ashton Harris. The game will air on CBS and internationally on Twitch. The championship game was actually initially slated for Portland, Oregon, uh, but was moved to Louisville after players raised uh, issues and concerns about the 9 a.m. local start time on the West Coast um, as a result of the, the current TV window on CBS. So in October, the NWSL and the NWSL Players Association announced a venue change in a joint statement, and now here we are in the lovely city of Louisville.
0: It's amazing how we got here, but uh power to the players for for sticking up with that. And, hey, Louisville wasn't even in it at that point, and they made a bid for it and hosting at Lynn Family Stadium. fantastic. Um, now Chicago and Washington, they get to face off. It's pretty exciting stuff happening here.
1: yeah, for sure, you know what, Lisa, I think I don't think it's unfair to say that um, you know, this perhaps isn't the championship final that people were expecting right there was you know there was some there was perhaps some you know some narratives or some storylines already heading into the championship final as the playoffs kind of kicked off in this expanded format with a quarterfinal round kicking things off and then the semifinal round and once you kind of got to those final four right and you saw Portland Thorns and O.L. Reign and Spirit and Chicago Red Stars in there there was a lot of like oh what if the number like the one and two seed went at it right and then it's Thorns and O.L. Reign and the Cascadia rivalry and et cetera, et cetera, right? All that, all that kind of exciting stuff. But I think we, we still have a very, very exciting final in, in front of us. This is going to be the first time uh, that neither the number one or the number two seed has reached the NWSL final. And whatever happens on Saturday, the league will have a new champion in what's been many, many years. It's either been Portland Thorns or North Carolina Courage over the last four to five years and that's not going to happen in 2021 and on top of that whoever wins on saturday it'll be the first ever nwsl league title for either washington or chicago so there's some exciting things heading in in, into uh this championship final and i'm excited for us to to dive uh, deep into this one
0: I think that's probably one of the most exciting things that history will be made because either Chicago will win or Washington and it'll be the first time they bring home a trophy to their club. Um, So they meet in the final Chicago and Washington, but this will be their fourth meeting in this season throughout the regular season, just to take a trip down memory lane. Um, We spoke with Andy Sullivan, who we asked her about the matchup between spirit and Chicago, and she said, yeah, we played them in a, in a quick burst. Um, and that's that's pretty true. It happened throughout the summer. So June 19th was the first meeting between the Red Stars and the Spirit. It was a tie at that point. 1-1. Uh, July 2nd, Chicago won 1-0. And then August 1st, Chicago won again 3-1. to So Washington has never beaten Chicago this season. Um, and And Chicago has come out uh, three unbeaten against the Spirit, uh, but between June 19th and August 1st and, and those three matches that happened, um, only one shut out in, in that time frame um, in, in the meeting on July 2nd, which I think is pretty important to note because these teams score goals and they can get on the board, which makes for hopefully an exciting final match on Saturday. Um, and the other really important stat that sticks out to from these three initial meetings that these teams had earlier this season is that two of the goals for Chicago came from penalty kicks one in the tie on June 19th, uh, Morgan Gattrall put the penalty kick away in stoppage time at the end of regulation. And then on August 1st, it was another Morgan Gattrall penalty kick that happened um, around the 80th minute towards the end of that match to really seal the deal for Chicago in that three, one win. Then on July 2nd, it was an own goal from Washington that gave Chicago the win. So Yes, Chicago has technically gone unbeaten three for three against Chicago this year, but two goals off penalty kicks and one off of an own goal to get the win. Pretty interesting, as as Andy Sullivan alluded to, at that point in the season, Washington was still going through a lot of um, drama off the field and a lot of turmoil and a lot of adversity at that point in the season. Uh, Richie Burke was still coaching the squad. Chris Ward hadn't stepped in yet. Um, And and since Chris Ward has stepped in as the the coach for Washington Spirit, he's done a tremendous job with the squad. The the toxic toxic energy is mostly gone from that club. They've really turned a corner. And we've seen that um, the last eight games for Washington, have gone unbeaten streak for for them, which is huge. That's a lot of games, um, especially in the final stretch of the season where tensions are really high. There's a lot of momentum going into these games and then into the quarterfinals, semifinals, and now heading into the final. Um, So I think that just taking a look at the history between these two teams, yes, on paper, Chicago got the best of Washington three times. But Washington really got unlucky with two penalty kicks and then an own goal, which that was the point in the season where Chicago was getting a lot of wins off own goals and Hey, it's a way to win a game. Why not? You're putting pressure on your opponent's defense. um, And I like that, but this, I think I just thought that was like pretty interesting. And we needed to start the conversation there looking at the history.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with you on that at all. I think it's, it's important that you're bringing up some of the player interviews that, that we had leading into this championship final uh, on attacking third. I mean, Because even on the Red Star side of things, when we spoke to Sarah Waldmo, she alluded to that as well. And sort of how ultimately in the playoff, in a big game like this, those results don't really matter anymore Mm -hmm. there's a better a bit of a a reset button that is hit going into this type of match and that when they did play the spirit in those fixtures it was a sort of a different look type of spirit they did not face the spirit in sort of this current form that they are in during the playoffs and now heading into uh, the championship final that they had not gone up against uh, what is the chris uh, Chris Ward version of of the spirit. So uh, I think it's important to sort of know the the interviews that we had with these players and sort of their perspectives, right? Heading in uh, to this championship final. but but for the spirit, I mean, even it, even if we are sort of coming at this ourselves, uh, covering the game, wiping the slate clean, maybe without the histories and looking at just the current forms of these teams. Maybe let's lean in a little bit. To the spirit, they're considered the home side in this one as the there's the third ranked team. Uh I think when you're looking at this roster, when we're looking at it on paper, Lisa, so the biggest thing that probably stands out for many folks uh is the the attacking core of this team, this sort of front line that has been able to sort of post up and put up these kind of highlight real type of moments and goal scoring for, for the team this year, whether it was somebody like Ashley hatch, the 2021 golden boot winner racking up her 10 goals and doing it like very impressive, like coming like very even. So scoring with both her left and her right foot goals on headers. Um, And then obviously the uh, the rookie candidate uh, in Trinity Rodman and putting together her very very impressive season and then it's almost like you have these two story these two big storylines right the the Golden Boot winner the rookie of the year candidate and it's hard to imagine but maybe almost somebody like Ashley Sanchez kind of got like became an afterthought maybe and that's so weird to even say because that's not necessarily true but Ashley Sanchez put up a great season herself alongside her attacking counterparts, right? So we're talking about putting up assists, putting up goals of her own. And as we look into just this playoff window for the Spirit, Sanchez with that ridiculous game winner, a type of floater that just drifted into the net to sort of punch their ticket through to the championship final. So again, like looking at paper on this Spirit squad, I think people's eyes first go and circle that sort of attacking front line for the spirit in this one.
0: How can they not? I mean they, that it's a younger group up top between Sanchez and Rodman of course hatches has a little bit more experience than them especially in the league but for having young players be so influential on the game and be your core attacking personnel is really huge um and Despite everything that the Spirit has been through this season, off the pitch and then having to forfeit two matches in September. Um, speaking of, that's the last time that the Spirit has lost when they had to forfeit a game due to COVID protocol. So going through all that adversity and then still leaning on these young players um, to be the attacking presence and to be the attacking force. I think it shows a lot about how strong they are um, how much they lean on each other and how well they've gotten as a group and, and as a unit in the attacking end, especially when they rotate different players in. But Ashley Sanchez, one of the players that maybe has been uh, has a, has a little bit of a shadow over her just because she's playing alongside probably one of the best rookies that we've seen in a long time in Trinity Rodman and Golden Boot winner Ashley Hatch, and then there's Sanchez who is still such a force to be reckoned with and such a powerful forward. She's Very good because she has so many different elements to her game. She can play that attacking central midfielder and and split the seams and get those final third passes uh, connecting, get assists on the board. But she can also play a forward role as well. It's very dangerous receiving the ball, turning dribbling at defenders with speed and with pace and with good change of direction, which makes it really difficult to defend her. And then, as you mentioned, her super cheeky goal in the semifinals against all rain, it's that creativity in her brain that we've seen unlock throughout this season. Um, And because of that, it's been really dangerous, but this team is in their match against all rain. I think we have to take pieces of that, um, And bring it into this final because they went down first. And as we asked Andy Sullivan about it in our interview, she was like, I didn't even care. I knew we were going to come back and and score more and win. It was just a matter of when. She she said, I'm glad it happened so early in the game because there was time to get another goal back. And I think that mindset on a team um, means everything because they can say, oh, there's still 80 minutes left. Fine, we can do this. There's still five minutes left. We can do this. That's fine. That's plenty of time. All we need is 30 seconds to to get the ball down the field and score. Um, but in in the match against Owatonna, their defensive efforts um, stemming from Aubrey Bledsoe in goal were phenomenal. Frankly, that's that's one thing that really stood out to me in in this type of match because a team like Owatonna, they can send a lot of crosses in, and they can put a lot of pressure on, and they can get a lot of shots. Um, on on frame 23 in that match and still have so many saves happening um, for Aubrey Bledsoe, which is necessary. So for this match going up against Chicago, I think Washington needs to be a little more careful in being exposed defensively uh, because Chicago is a team that can quickly transition and quickly turn on the Jets and get goals in behind. Um, with, With Washington, Score first, I think will be the name of their game. If they can score first and score a second one, it'll help them and help their confidence throughout the match. Whereas if they go down early, I think it could be a different game for them. Um, And that's that's kind of where I'm going to sit, because I don't want to jump into Chicago too much right now. But for Washington, they have to score first, get on the board first and then that'll kind of set the tone of the game for the spirit and how they can go forward with that. They've found rhythm in their back line with who they're starting, um, with O'Hara, Sonnet, Staub, and McGrady on the outside. And because of that stability that they have in the back line. Uh, We've seen more consistent play defensively out of them and less mishaps. So I don't foresee two penalty kicks happening um, in this match. You never know though, but I think that we've seen smarter plays because of that earlier in the season, not so smart defending a lot of, Penalty kicks given up a lot of yellow cards against Chicago, specifically three in one match earlier this season when they played. Um, But I think Washington as a unit has become smarter uh, with the experience that they've been given over the last few matches. So I don't foresee those defensive mental lapses happening in this game against Chicago.
1: I mean, well, we'll see. This is this is the game. It's the game for the spirit. And, you know, that that's one of the things I think alongside uh, sort of laying out the groundwork, right? The blueprint that we think that they should be trying to follow in this championship final. I'm not in disagreement that I think that that would be a good game plan for them. Try to, you know, get one and and extend the lead if they can a little bit. Um but we'll we'll see what happens. I think another thing that people are also looking at when they're maybe circling that front line and or maybe even circling some pieces on that that back line is just so the youth, right, mm-hmm. of this team, perhaps the inexperience of, of not having, uh, you know, made their arrival to the, to this point that this is the first time for this team in in a long time and the last time that the spirit were in the championship final was back in 2016 and the only member of that roster back in 2016 was Tori Huster and she is unavailable for this team uh, due to injury. That she sustained uh, very early in the in the playoff uh, picture here uh, with the team. So we will we will see what happens. We will see where the team uh, leans on in terms of uh, the the leadership right for. Uh, for sort of having to dig deep in these in these big moments and I'm excited uh, to see it I think when you get a young quick uh, team like this in a final that there's always potential for a lot of fun right and I think that that's ultimately what we're going to be looking for as well uh, on, on Saturday but Lisa it is that's what it is we're talking about it we're talking about it it is championship weekend Chicago and Washington in the biggest game of the year I'm so thankful to have my Sonos beam to watch the game. Uh, Last weekend, I had some friends over to watch the semis. They were blown away by the quality of the game sound. And uh, even though I'm in Louisville, I'm still thinking about how I'm going to be missing (laughs) that Sonos soundbar. The crowd noise and the sounds of the coaches screaming and yelling could be heard perfectly clear in my living room, thanks to the Sonos beam. And uh, I never thought about actually having, like, a championship watch party, but... You know, my friends were begging me to just like, you know, come on over for a little bit and maybe like vibe out. And then they just couldn't get enough of the sound. And then they started asking me questions about the actual soundbar. And I'm like, okay. Uh, So now I'm just in the works of maybe trying to, you know, expand my speaker setup. And uh, as of right now, I only have the beam. And uh, Sonos has a a huge catalog of different speakers uh, to grow your collection. And, And my big plan is to eventually set up a few speakers throughout my apartment. First in the living room to have the sound from every corner and then I'll add speakers in the kitchen, maybe the bedroom so I can walk around and just listen and uh, not miss anything. Uh, The Sonos speakers collect all over Wi-Fi so you can group them together as it sounds so pristine. And for more information, you can go to Sonos.com. We dove into Washington spirit and next we're going to give you all you need to know on the opponent Chicago Red Stars right after this quick break.
2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Lisa, it's time to talk about the Chicago Red Stars, two teams, one game that we're talking about here on this episode. It almost feels a little bit funny because we're so used to covering multiple games at once and in a preview. But here we are just covering the one big game. Uh, Chicago Red Stars, finding their, themselves back in an NWSL championship final. This is a team uh, that was in the championship final back in 2019. There was no regular season in 2020, and yet Chicago was the team that found themselves in the Challenge Cup final as well in 2020. And now here they are, the return of a regular season, a post-regular season, a post-playoff picture. They were involved in the mix, and now they find themselves once again in a playoff and a championship scenario. So let's maybe jump into where we left off with the, the spirit a little bit there. Maybe talking about something like their arrival to this moment, a lot of young pieces to that team. Maybe the inexperience is going to be something that comes into play. So when looking at Chicago, is something like experience of this moment going to aid them and persuade them into finally perhaps getting an NWSL championship title for the franchise. Like again, we don't know. I just feel like this these two teams going head to head in the championship final, I think there's just a real 50-50 shot. It's a real flip of the coin, I think, Lisa, in in this preview as we're going over these teams and and what their strengths are, what their opportunities could be. And in terms of Chicago, I think maybe yes, it's it's something if if they had the full uh, you know, roster available to them that something like circling the offensive front could be something that uh that that we could talk about for the team um but you know something that i noticed the the night before uh the red stars sort of making their arrival into louisville uh, very excited uh posting on social media on the team's direct channel and there was a team walk off of the bus and an entire thread of small videos that took place uh sort of showing everyone coming off of the bus and The biggest thing uh, that I think was noticeable about that, because that's our jobs as media, part of our jobs is to observe and uh, just observe that there was no Mallory Pugh coming off of this bus. There was no Kalia Watt, no Kayla Sharples, no Casey Kruger. So this is not an unfamiliar territory for this Red Stars team. It's basically a similar scenario that they were facing heading into their semifinal. Lisa, perhaps the only adage there is – is a Khalil Watt who, when we saw her come out of that semifinal match against Portland Thorns, it did not look very promising, although, you know, there's a, there's still, still a little question mark uh, around that. So I think maybe if you're looking at something like, oh, is it, there's a full roster available here for Chicago, yeah, you're circling these specific players, but that might not necessarily be the case for them on Saturday. So I think if we're looking at the Chicago Red Stars teams and talking about their strengths and their opportunities, I think we absolutely have to look at their midfield. Their midfield has been immense for them throughout the entire regular season, but uh, more so than ever during this playoff stretch of games where they had to play that extra game. They were one of the teams that had to play a quarterfinal, similar to the Spirit, then found themselves in a semifinal and now preparing for an NWSL championship final. And they really, really got through on some extent like outstanding play from their from their midfield core. Morgan Gatra, we've been talking a lot about her on attacking third this season, and again having uh, an MVP type season for her team, really putting in the work and uh, walking away with player of the match honors for that semifinal. And uh, I think it really does sort of begin and end with with this particular player, Sarah Waldmo, extending the lead in that semifinal. Another one of their midfielders who have has had a, a great uh, amount of success for them in that middle third. And uh, I think it will really, really be dependent on how the midfield can or cannot <laughs> find themselves sort of dictating the temple and that, and that middle third to sort of see how things go. Um, and it's going to maybe come down to that. So Chicago has sort of been doing that this year, Lisa, they've gone into their games with a, with a bit of a, a game plan and we've sort of seen them, especially in these two uh, playoff rounds ahead of the final just sort of go in there and absolutely execute it no matter who the personnel is on the pitch even if in one of your biggest games one of your main players comes out with an injury you slot somebody else in there and you still stick to your game plan and succeed so I'm a little curious as to what exactly that game plan actually might be In this uh, championship final, because that's another thing that the Red Stars have shown us a little bit uh, during this final half, final third stretch of the season into the playoffs is their ability to sort of adjust Mm -hmm. and sort of adjust based on their uh, opposition in front of them. So I'm very curious and excited to see how they're going to be um, uh, trying to keep that high attack, high octane attack from the spirit at bay in this match. And for Chicago, we've seen time and time again, they
0: show up to games with a different game plan based on their opponents or Rory games will switch things at the half uh, because his his brain works like that so quickly and intently. But he needs to communicate that to the players. So there will be a game plan here because for Chicago, these are big pieces that are missing for them, especially in their attack. Mallory P was out for the semifinal match completely, which we knew about leading into that. Um, now to not have her again for the final, that it hurts Chicago a little bit for sure. Uh, however, they do—they did still have Cleo Watt for the semifinal. And when she went down, yes, yeah, Chicago still was able to win that game against Portland and score goals without Pugh and Watt up top. But uh, they are big pieces to be missing, um, and, and Washington Spirit is aware of that. And, Sandra, you said it best. Without some of these star-attacking players in the front line for Chicago, the Red Stars are going to rely on their midfield unit. Um, they have to. There's, there's no way about it. Katie Johnson, I'm sure, will slot in as the number nine center striker position. That's, that's who went in for Julia Watt after Watt went down in the semifinals. So I, I imagine that Johnson will get the start As that center number nine striker, um, she does a fantastic job. She is a really good player, and she's been playing alongside or subbing in for Watt throughout the entirety of this season and been learning a lot from her. Having that relationship between two forwards is key, especially in moments like this when Katie Johnson now needs to step up and, and fill those holes that Pew and Watt are both leading. Um, and Johnson has a different approach to the game than Watt does, or, or even Pew in that sense. Um, she has a lot of creativity going forward, and she's not afraid to take things herself. But um, we see her dishing the ball off a lot. She did score in in the semifinal match, and I think that that's the energy that Johnson needs to bring through this game. If she gets just a window of space to shoot the ball, she has to let it rip, and she has to let it rip with confidence. Just assuming it's going to find the back of the net to have that confidence as a striker, when you're shooting the ball um, it it really translates into the shot and the power and the technique of how you shoot it and and ultimately hope to find the back of the net um, and to have Katie Johnson in the attacking end will provide a lot for Chicago, but they need to rely on their midfield and it's a midfield that has had their moments of great attack and moments of great unity um, but now is a game when they need to have players like Vanessa DiBernardo pushing forward almost every single play to get into the attack and to contribute because she is one of the veteran players that has a lot of minutes under her belt as a Red Star um, under with Rory Dames and knowing how to play in these big-time game moments. So I think a player like DiBernardo is someone that a lot of eyes should be tuned in on. If she can be that attacking support player for Johnson and Hill up top, it'll make a difference for this team, knowing that Waldmo in behind is holding and that defensively trust your defense. Um, So I could see Chicago exposing themselves a little bit more than they have earlier in the season, while also understanding that a team like Washington spirit with all of the speed they have up top, they can play a quick transition and get in behind. So it's that balance that is going to be tricky for the Chicago midfield to do, but, um, I think they'll find it and they will be fine with it. And uh, looking back to the semifinal match against Portland for Chicago, Cassie Miller, goalkeeper for the red stars, fantastic game. She had seven saves against Portland Um, in in that match. Portland was very heavily attacking against Chicago and Chicago tried to bunker in and, and play that defensive style that they can do while then quickly looking to spring forward and get into the attack. But They can't let that happen against Washington Spirit. There's too many times that Spirit have uh, forced opponents to make mistakes defensively, and then they just jump on top of the ball. So Portland had 24 crosses against Chicago in the semifinal match. Um, That's a stat that if I'm Rory James and I'm Chicago, I'm looking at and saying, we need to eliminate all of those crosses coming into the box and not just rely on Miller in goal to jump up and grab all the balls and save them. Um, So that's one of the biggest areas that will be really fun to see how it unfolds on the pitch. If Washington continues to go forward and attack and, and look to go centrally, or maybe they look to keep the ball wide and send crosses in, how can Chicago defend that, keep the ball and then move forward down the field um, without having Watt and Pew up top. That's the biggest question mark. And I think that's really tricky for Washington as well to kind of assess how they're going to scout a team like Chicago, not knowing what their game plan is going to be because it will be different in this match. So the first 10 minutes of this championship final, It'll be a lot of reading, a lot of reading your opponents, understanding what they're bringing to the table, understanding how they're looking to attack, um, and then we'll see pieces being changed, whether it's personnel on the field, changing positions, pushing in in tighter into the midfield, or actually spreading out wider, looking to uh, attack the flanks and get numbers up on, in the wide areas of the field. So, at the 10 minute mark, 15 minute mark, Sandra, I'll shoot you a text. We'll see what's happening in the game. But everyone watching this final on Saturday, watch around 10, 15 minutes. You'll see some shifts happening. That's when the game will maybe start to open up a little bit uh, because both sides are understanding what their opponents are throwing at them. And in this match more than ever, because of all the changes and the injuries, it it'll take some time for Washington to figure out what Chicago is giving them and vice versa, Chicago to Washington.
1: Yeah. It's almost like, I, I wonder which team is actually going to have the ball. Like which team is yeah. actually going to want the ball in this one is, is, is either of these teams going to actually want the ball? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't think, um, I think it's unfair for us to sort of transition into our, our next segment uh, without talking about another key component uh, of the Red Stars, who, who absolutely has to have a, a strong game as well. They've been a significant part, significant part of their game plan as well. You've touched on it a little bit already, Lisa, but that defensive back line, mm-hmm. um, the Chicago Red Star squad has found themselves uh, getting into this championship final on narrow score lines and shutouts, and uh, in, in their final results, uh, stemming from, further back, you know, before the quarterfinal began. Uh, So this back line, you know, anchored by Sarah Gordon, the defender of the year candidate, Chicago's iron woman playing every single minute of the regular season, Uh, her center back partner, Tierna Davidson uh, and their outside back uh, in, in Aaron, in Aaron Wright and uh, Tatum and has gotten two consecutive starts for this team at the outside back position in light of uh, Casey Kruger being out. So this is uh, another moment, um, for this uh, defensive back line to, to try to see uh, what they're really about, because I think this is probably, I, I, if you ask them, this is probably their biggest test of the year, right? It's the biggest game of the year. And so obviously be their biggest test uh, of the year going up against, you know, this sort of attacking offense that contains a Rodman, a hatch and a Sanchez, right? So I think that's um, I think that's another maybe easy one for people who are looking like the, the casual fans who are coming in to just take a look perhaps at the biggest event of the year and, nwsl if they're looking for for matchups that maybe they're looking at chicago's back line going up against that that strong front line of uh, washington spirit so we'll see how it shakes out let's get into these picks lisa we've been giving them to everyone uh, all year during during the regular season during the playoff rounds and now here we are in the championship final lisa we've talked about both these teams who is going to be lifting their first nwsl championship trophy and why
0: we we talked all about it. Washington and Chicago and the different elements that both of these squads bring. I think Washington Spirit will walk away the champions of the 2021 NWSL season. Um, I, I think that their momentum that they have heading into this final is more consistent than Chicago's. Um, Lots of adversity for Chicago that they faced just in the last week or so with the injuries happening, um, Mallory Pugh being out in the semifinal and then Watt going down in the semifinal. Now, neither of them available for this match. Kayla Sharple's out, no Casey Kruger as well. Um, it, It provides a different look for Chicago and a different challenge. And I think that Washington has more going for them. I think that their young young hearts and young players, young minds give them a fresh take at this final, uh, that they're just going to be there to soak it all in, go out on the field and play soccer. There's not a lot else that stands in their way. It's not, we could be the second team, the second women's professional team in a city to bring home a championship, which Chicago may be after the WNBA. Chicago, or Washington just has a little... Less pressure, I believe, on them. And because of that and and the players that they have on the pitch, I, I think Washington will win.
1: I think that's I think that's fair. I honestly, uh, it was a, a coin toss for me, believe it or not. Uh, it was not easy to sort of think about. Oh, I'm going to come on here and just go with the, the personal home side, right? Uh, but uh, you know, fate did decide that that is the route that I should take. <laughs> that's the route that I'm going to lean into because of similar reasons that you've listed, um, but maybe with a little bit of a twist. Uh, Chicago is the fourth ranked team in in this scenario they're a team that quite frankly nobody expected to be in this position Uh, i'm even someone who selected the spirit as my dark horse in the beginning of this season to be a team to make themselves uh, a factor in these playoffs and they win and they did that. So more so than the Red Stars, I've gone on record with with the spirit and possibly being in this position and, and Chicago's experience, I think will be the thing that aids them through this. And uh, while the spirit probably have a little bit of the same mentality and that, you know, this is their first goal, Ryan, and they've got nothing to lose. I think that familiarity echoes true with Chicago. They've already been through a lot of bad stuff. So what's going to happen to them if they lose this championship final? Oh, it's going to be a loss that they have to deal with. That's not something that they're unfamiliar with. Uh, but the sort of mentality and, and resiliency that we've seen from this team in these two weeks, specifically with everything thrown their way. And watching them in real time, sort of car like compartmentalize those type of scenarios has, for lack of a better word, has just been uh, impressive. Uh, and I think when you get into the brightest of lights, that is a bit of an X factor to have. And I'm not too sure if uh, if the spirit maybe necessarily have that in this one, but we'll see. You know, we've only seen uh, we've only seen one of these playoff matches go into some extra time. And I think that we might be you think we, we might, could see extra time. I think we could see some free soccer, maybe in this one. We will see so, what happens. But you're going so after through.
0: after extra time, then we would go into penalty kicks, just some penalty kick stats for our listeners and for you, Sandra. Since 2017, Aubrey Bledsoe, Washington spirit goalkeeper, has made four penalty saves on 10 shots on goal. So she's four for ten. Um, but since 2017, however, Cassie Miller, Chicago goalkeeper, she's faced two penalty kicks this year and she did not save either of them. Um, so experience versus a little bit of a newness in Cassie Miller, just something to pay attention to. Always, get to that place
1: in the game. I think we're going to get some extra time, but I think that's where it's going to get uh, where it's going to get settled. But I mean, I could be wrong. This could be wrapped up in regulation as well, but I'm going to love following it along and taking a look at it with you, Lisa. Let's get to our our final segment. Thanks to Sonos, the Raising the Bar segment, where we get to highlight a player that has been elevating their game or needs to elevate their game for the championship. We're each going to pick a player that we believe is going to be essential for their team. Lisa, who have you got?
0: I am going with Sam Staub for Washington Spirit. She is the center back for them. Um, It's a position that is overlooked frequently because she needs to be the conductor and the the director of organization in the back line. She has Emily Sonnet alongside of her, which will be very helpful. Um, and Andy Sullivan ahead of her as the the number six defensively. Uh, but she needs to lean on them for a little bit of their support, but really take command of this game. She's a younger player. Staub is 24. Um, and she started with Washington Spirit, and now she brought them to the championship this year, which is huge. She played in every single game. We've seen her commit a lot of fouls, some a red card on the season. Um, but it, it's it's now time for Sam Staub to step up as the true leader in, in the back line for this Washington team, especially without Tori Huster in the midfield. It's, it's a lot more pressure on a player like Staub um, to not force – Aubrey Bledsoe, goalkeeper, to make all of these incredible saves. Instead, be defensive, be that organizational, loud leader that really brings everything together for this team. Uh, She had an assist in the semifinal with Trinity Rodman. I'm not foreseeing any more assists from Sam Staub in this final, but defensively. She needs to be keyed in. She needs to be locked in, um, ready to go for the entire 90 minutes plus of this final. Uh, A lot rides on the shoulders of Sam Staub, but she is my raising the bar player to watch for this final.
1: I hear that for sure. I think that's a great pick looking forward to watching that player for sure on the pitch with me. I'm going with Morgan Gatra the Chicago red stars. I mentioned her earlier as we were highlighting the red Stars specifically, and I got to stick with her in this raising the bar segment as well. She has been absolutely essential to this team throughout the 2021 season, whether it was during the regular season and now in these, uh, playoff rounds, uh, it really does depend on the type of game that Morgan gatra has for this, uh, for this team. If there's some type of w- scenario in which, uh, the spirit find themselves sort of making her a non-factor in this game, the restars will uh, find themselves uh, in trouble. I believe she has the ability to bring a sort of um, uh, calmness on the ball and that has been absolutely frustratingly annoying to the opposition that somebody can just sort of be that calm in stealing, winning a ball, breaking a line, and playing out of pressure. And uh, I think all of those skill sets she brings to the pitch and will be absolutely necessary uh, in this match uh, against uh, the Spirit side here. So we'll see if these two players deliver on this day. Lisa, that is going to be a wrap for us here. The championship is going to take place on Saturday, November 20th at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky, with a 12 noon Eastern kickoff. We have pregame coverage starting at 1130 a.m. on Paramount Plus with Lori Lindsay and Orlando Pride stars Ali Krigley and Ashen Harris. The game will air on CBS and internationally for those watching on Twitch. And we will be going live post championship on YouTube to recap the match. Please check our Twitter and youtube.com slash attacking third for all the information on our live recap again. We don't know how it's going to play out. Is there going to be extra time? Is it going to wrap in regulation? Is there going to be penalty kicks? So we cannot give you a starting time right now, but stay tuned. I want to thank you all for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and Lisa and I will answer it during our mailbag segment. We're also available as video, so please subscribe to us on YouTube at the youtube.com slash attack third. And we will be back to recap the NWSL Championship September November 20th at 12th Nation. Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this time.